the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Sean Azaro, and you are listening to Reaching for Real Life. Hey, welcome to Reaching for Real Life with Pastor Sean Azaro, Baron Wiley here on a beautiful whatever day it is. It is that day. <laughs> the Lord <laughs> hath made. Exactly. I will rejoice. Always yeah. in a good I'm always in a good mood when I come here, Pastor. Always something happening. Because we have fun. We have fun. We're serving the Lord. Uh, lots of different lots of different people around here all serving the Lord in their unique assignments and in different ways. And that's what's fun. That is a lot of fun. I want to talk about school later, but as I was pulling in there, I noticed there you had some guys putting in a new, I guess, playground. They were doing some touch-ups on the ground. Did you see all that? No, that's doing? utilities because we have portables that we're opening up because the school is growing. Good uh-huh. stuff. But they're doing utility work, getting power, water, and stuff over to those. So we got lots of stuff going on. Lots of stuff going on. We've got plans for a community outreach building yeah. that uh, we definitely need because as the amphitheater has ramped up operations again, we're using one whole concession building for our Christian assistance ministry. Mm. And so this last Saturday, we had like 350 cars, which represents 1,200, 1,500 people fed through our ministry. And it's significant amounts of food that we give for families, but that needs a building. Yeah. And it's a great ministry. The Lord is blessing it. We're seeing people come to Jesus. We're seeing his name glorified by Mm -hmm. people being fed and served. So we value that, but it does mean, okay, here's a whole new Pile of work for somebody, right? And so fortunately, we got people with uh, unique gifts, and they're able to do it, and we're thankful for that. They're using them. Hey, on this uh, program, uh, Reaching for Real Life with Sean Azaro, reallife.org is the website for the church. And so we always say this for the end, Pastor Sean. Let's do this right now here. You had a little break this past Sunday. You'll be back teaching again this Sunday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. (laughs) Deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you make it sound so (laughs) ominous. Uh, Yes, 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 I will be back. And we're going to pick up in our series, Thanks for Sharing, Mm -hmm. uh, where we're addressing the fact that we all want to share this life that God has given us. I mean, because it's so real and so transformative for us, we, we know we should, but yet it's sometimes awkward. We don't know how. And so we're unpacking how the scripture gives us insight and how we can do that in a way that is life-giving. And I knew that you stepped away from the pulpit because you kind of went out of town to have a little adventure. Did you not? I did go out of town and we did have an adventure and, and it was unique because of the way we were doing it. It had to be over a weekend. So Uh I don't do that a lot. I don't like to do that a lot, but had to, if I was going to be able to do this adventure (laughs) and you probably saw it on me when I walked in, there was probably a A glow, a a glow and adventurous (laughs) swagger. Did you see the swagger? It was the fedora hat and the leather. (laughs) jacket in the summertime here in the summertime yes i had that adventurous look because you are now listening to and baron you are looking at Mm -hmm. a certified scuba diver that's right very impressive i am for scuba (laughs) oh nice sound effect (laughs) i know what you're trying to do like a depth charge or something okay uh would you write in would you write into (laughs) pastor sean at reallife.org and let us know what you thought of baron's little sound impression Make him stop, please, Sean. <laughs> how, how far down did you go, Pastor Sean? Uh, we, were, we were in a lake, uh, a small... We did pool work. You had to do pool work. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, <laughs> Start and, mopping, boys. 
<laughs> not that kind no, of poor. No, not that kind of poor. <laughs> now, when you do scuba training, you have what's called confined water and open water training. Uh-huh. You have to do certain things. And, and the whole thing, basically, it's a weekend of learning skills. Okay. Right? I mean, some th- little, little things, you know, right. how, how to put the stuff together, how to put it on, you know, because it, it is. It's that sure. big, heavy deal. You've got the vest, which is called your BCD, buoyancy control device. You did go to school. I'll try not to use the technical <laughs> language. I, you know, I'm not trying to impress anybody here with, with technical <laughs> language, you know, but my BCD was great. <laughs> and it fit good too, right? It, it did. It, well, because you fill it with air. So, you know, then it just puffs you up. Uh, but yeah, so you've got that. You've got, you know, you're obviously that connects into all of the tanks, mm-hmm. your tank that you use and your regulator, which is what you breathe from. So it's a very cool kind of thing. So you're learning all these skills and a lot of those you just do in a pool. You practice in the pool. Yeah. Just learning. You say practice, like the whole falling in. I see the guy falling in backwards. Is yeah. Oh, thing? no, I did that. I did that. My form was excellent, by was the way. <laughs> and so since you're in a pool, did you do that thing where they throw a quarter in there and you got to swim to the bottom and go get it? You know? Remember? No, that's what I do with my grandkids. Okay. <laughs> exactly. No, we didn't do that. No, it, it, really, you're, you're learning to just move around in the water. You're learning to – there are challenges with it. Trying mm-hmm. to – because your whole goal is buoyancy. Okay. You know, neutral buoyancy, right? And that means I'm not going up. Mm-hmm. I'm not going down. And I can control how I'm going up and down. Literally, you get neutral buoyancy, and then most of your control is with your breathing. When I breathe in, I go up a little. When I breathe down, I go down a little. And you're uh-huh. controlling your buoyancy and your ascent with breathing. And then you have the vest to help. But the more you use the vest, obviously that air is coming from your tanks. Yeah. So you have less air in your tanks. And running out of air in your tanks is, as they tell us, negative. Not good. Not <laughs> it's good. not a good thing. <laughs> but yeah, so you, you all these skills. I mean, things that like you've got your regulator in, so you're breathing. And you got to take your mask off underwater. You're underwater down at the bottom of the pool. Take your mask off and put it back on and then clear it. There's a thing called clearing your mask where you literally just are able to blow out through your nose, blow it, and and the mask is clear. And that's a useful skill if you have a scuba or snorkel or anything else, right? Right. So you do that. you got your confined water, a lot of confined water things, skills. And you've basically done most things in that. And, And this pool was 12 feet deep okay. okay so you got the shallow part where you're doing a lot of little classwork a little stuff but then you go down there and you're doing stuff at the bottom of the pool then you go open water and this place had a big uh, lake you know that you uh-huh. went and so we only went down like 22 feet so it's not like the deepest dive but to be honest with you that's the hardest part because one of the big challenges and i still have stopped up ears Uh-oh. is 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 pressurizing equalizing the pressure in your ears and that is some people struggle more with that. I was one of those strugglers. Strugglers, yeah, yeah. that it doesn't was, tickle, right? No, it it hurt. In fact, and you're not supposed to let it hurt. So it's the minute you start, to, it starts to hurt. You you got to go back up. But you're Sean Azaro. Well, that's right. I wanted to power <laughs> through. Okay. Yeah. But they're like, well, do you need your ears for anything? Yeah. And if I weren't a musician, I would have gone and blown them out. Just getting over it. Rock and roll. <laughs> no, but you know, you you have to you you, you go down ways, and then you and then when you start to. Not be able to equalize. And you're doing things. You're, you're holding your nose, blowing somewhat. You're moving your jaw. You're opening up those tubes that go from your, your ears. You have tubes that take the, go from your ears down to your throat. You're trying to open those up and be able to equalize, bring some air in and equalize the pressure. Because the biggest pressure change is the first 30 feet. After that, the pressure changes much less abruptly, mm-hmm. right? You go down 30 feet, the pressure on you literally doubles yeah. because of the water. But then the next 30 feet, it only adds a, like a third of that pressure. Was there a moment of panic at all in that, in that time? 
No, just pain. not really, because it, it was actually it was actually kind of fun. It's okay. really fun, even in a pool. To be neutrally buoyant and move around. It's kind of almost like you're flying, right? I got gotcha. you. You know, it's... Or you're floating uh, in space. Yeah, exactly. That's what it feels like. So it's it's really fun. But the the getting down, the only concern was like, am I going to be able to do this? Because I, I, all the training, you do computer training class mm. before you ever go in. All the training said, yeah, do not endure pain because you could do damage to your ears. Yeah. And very seriously, I, I'm... I'm, I'm cognizant of one. I don't want to damage my ears, but two. I'm a musician. Right. I don't want compromised hearing. Right. And so I'm being careful. I just struggled a lot more. Some other friends we were with, Willie and Rachel Mayfield. Rachel also struggled, mm-hmm. and so we just had to be, go slower. You know, had to go gradually. And because you're with a whole class, there's a little pressure to kind of get it done. So that was the only awkward part. The rest was just really cool. And of course, you're down in a in a lake. Was it that, clear? Was the water clear? Could you? See? Pretty good. Yeah. But nothing like you see when, when you're in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we, we were in the Philippines a few years back on some mission stuff and went out on a boat. And we're in eight foot of water. And you can see the bottom just crystal clear. Right. I would love to dive in some of that. You okay. know, so that clear ocean water. Which leads to the question, why are you doing this? Is this leading up for the big scuba adventure? Well, no, I don't ever plan on doing that. No, just, just wanted to take a <laughs> no, course. No, why would I do that? Uh, no, yeah, we, we definitely, uh, we're, uh, some friends were planning a trip, uh, actually got the opportunity to plan a trip in November, going uh-huh. to the British Virgin Islands. Oh. So that'll be, and we wanted to try it, we wanted to be able to scuba dive. Plus, I have a good friend, uh, he was on the program, Mike Beckham. Yes. Who he's really into it. So, you know, I'm not, I don't envision myself being always scuba diving or anything like that, right. but it's nice when you go on a trip with someone to be able to rent some equipment and go down. Yeah. Because it is beautiful. Because you don't want to be Ben Stiller on the shore waving goodbye to your, your wife. And... <laughs> I am for scuba. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, I want. I want to be. I want to be out there. Uh, if you've ever snorkeled, you know you know how much fun that is and how pretty everything is. If you snorkeled in a cool place, well, scuba allows you go to go down farther. Yeah. Now, some guys go way down, and you know you can do that. And there's interesting things to see. Most of the beautiful things that we want to see are on those in the upper surfaces within the, you know, 30, 40 feet because yeah. you go out to reefs and everything. That's where cause that kind of the best color is. The light's still there. The right. farther down you go, the less light. So all the beautiful pictures and things you see, you can see that mm-hmm. with just a basic scuba certification that where you're, you know, you're max certified for in your first certification, which is the one I have, is 60 feet. Okay. So, but it, the reason uh, I just, you know, I think you got to keep learning things. Yeah. Want to do it with friends. I wasn't chomping at the bit, but I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's do it. And so I, I it was really worth it. It was a lot of fun. Well, and I, I think it's real special too that you're going to go on a mission trip to the British uh, Virgin Islands. Sean, that's real good. <laughs> I took a drink. You almost made me <laughs> <laughs> spew all over the mic. It's not a mission trip to the British Virgin. Right. We're going to India there it in, is. in September, uh, right? September. But and I'm not going to ask them to find me some scuba. <laughs> I can't see my hand under the water. <laughs> no, uh, it is not. It is not a mission trip. But then again, because I'm a follower you of Christ, know. and his spirit lives in me. Thank you Every much. trip is a mission trip. So I, I have a feeling too. You'll come up with some sort of spiritual. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I love connecting with people. I love, uh-huh. and God always talks to me. You know, one of the thing, things I, I will. Tell you, and you know, I don't know what you do. Whoever's listening right now, getting out of your environment mm-hmm. in a totally different place and environment, it opens you up, and you begin to see things. And God always reveals Himself just yeah. through some little things, like, "Oh my gosh, that's like what His Word says here." You know, that's like what God showed me last month. You know, so I, I do try to every once in a while take those opportunities, just get away and do something completely different, mm-hmm. because God speaks to me through those in a different way. I, I see things from a little different angle. 
That's beautiful. Yeah, the whole day of rest is in the Bible too. You know, I yeah. encourage you to do that, Sean, and do it more often. I don't think you do it enough. Uh, well, Baron, I appreciate that. I appreciate that sentiment, but I want you to know I'm pretty pretty religious about that. Mm-hmm. I had no too many pastor friends who have burn for out. good for good intentions. They they mean well. They just want to serve. They want to be there for everybody. And then 10 years of ministry and you hear they got out of ministry or their family had a catastrophe and their family broke up or something like that. Uh, Lori and I early on said, no, we are going to take time for a family. And that's ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of one of those things. I don't want to win the whole world and lose the people who God gave me closest responsibility for. I don't, mm-hmm. I want them to be discipled. I want them to experience real life. So no, we take, we do, we take our days off. We take that seriously. I encourage people here to take their days off. Mm. If I find out they're not taking their days off, we're going to have a conversation about wow. it. Because here's the thing. If you're not taking your day off, you've kind of bought into a little thing that I'm kind of God, oh, <laughs> right? Wow. You know, cause God can't do without me. Wow. And I just, I just remind everybody did got the world went along and God had it under control for, you know, mm-hmm. a whole lot of years before you. And guess what? One day you're not going to be here and it's going to go on without you. Wow. Go ahead and enjoy a break now, Correct. right? And, and when you do that, make sure you, you give space. You're enjoying your family. You're enjoying the Lord. You, it, it's, there's no days off from spirituality, mm-hmm. but there are days off from work. Yes. And, and I believe in that principle. I love it. That's a good word. We should end this thing right now, but I don't want to. We've got more things to get to. <laughs> hey, let's have, let's go. Well, we started the, the conversation off. I noticed, again, some improvements that were happening on the campus here of Believers Academy. And, of course, you're River just City days, Believers believe, Academy. Yeah, of course, River City Believers Academy. Uh, we're just days away, really, from yep. everything starting, Pastor Sean. Yep. And this is something that's, I think, personal and passionate for you. You're a teacher yourself. You identify with teachers. Yep, of course. Of course, of course. Uh, first of all, just give us a little quote. Short history of, of how this school came into your into your because it's a miracle. Yeah, it, it, it's well, it's one of those things that the unique work that God did. I was one who our kids were in a very good public school right near our home. Mm-hmm. We were our our church campus used to be off Redland Roads. Our kids was at our kids were at Redland Roads uh, Elementary School. Had a great principal. Yeah. You know, and I mean, she was a believer, hired a lot of teachers who were believers. The parents were able to be very involved. It was just a great place. I highly valued what our teachers were doing in public schools. So I've always been one who was kind of like, man, we believers need to support what's happening in our public schools. We need to be a light, salt and light. And I believe that. Mm-hmm. But I also believe we're called to train up our children the way they should go so that when they're old, they won't depart from it. I remember very specifically when our daughter Lauren went from that elementary school to the junior high right next door. Uh I mean, literally, they share a fence. So they were both within walking distance from our house at the time. Mm -hmm. The change in culture was palpable. Hmm. I always go have a conversation with the teachers, have a conversation with the principal, introduce myself any way I can help. The junior high had a little bit of overcrowding problems and they, they didn't have enough volunteers to help with hallways. So it could get, I just said, Oh, we've got people up right up, right up the street. I mean, at, at our church, we'd love to have some volunteers who just kind of help in the hallways, help kind of keep order, point directions and anything that we can do. Oh no, we can't do that. Hmm. And, and, Come to find out, we had some more conversation. It's almost like at that shift, because of the different administration, different leaders, it's like the lawyers ran the school. Wow. The teachers and the principal and the families ran the school on the other side of the fence. Flip over to the junior high, now the lawyers run the school. Mm-hmm. And it's school district lawyers, and, it's, and it was just a totally different culture. And so Lauren went to school that year, but you know, our son, uh, we ended up moving out of that area, and so 
uh, we were kind of out in the country, and our son Ryan went to a school that really wasn't great for him. So we ended up going to a private Christian school. Okay. And I remember Ryan, he, we loved it. It was a great place, and we were very supportive of the teachers and things. And we were at the orientation. And I remember Lauren, who will never complain about anything, but she had kind of endured some of this stuff. And she came up to us and she said, I'd like to go here. It was, it was just one of those things where it was like, oh, she's, she's been fighting this thing for a few years. This was a few years later from that junior high switch. And Lauren's just not the type ever say anything. Ryan's going to let you know. Right. Right. Lauren, she was just enduring. And uh, she was at early high school by this time. This was, I think, her freshman year in high school. And she said, I'd like to go here. And so we you know, buckled up. Lori got a job at the school to help us pay for it. Ah. And uh, fortunately, they gave us a pastor's discount, which was very appreciated, very helpful. And they went to Christian school. Lauren graduated from that Christian school. Ryan ends up graduating from our school. But it was at that point that I realized, man, I want to support our public schools, but I have to look at the needs of my kid. Mm-hmm. And I'm... I'm not going to sacrifice their well-being if it's not the best thing for them mm. because I truly feel like that's, that's a high responsibility and a high stewardship that I have. Yes. And so that's kind of where we were at the time. And a mutual friend of ours, Joe Carroll, was on the board of a small school. It was actually a university model school at the time uh, called Believer's Academy. And uh, university models kind of a homeschool hybrid almost. They do some classes. They do some homeschool. But they needed a place. And they were looking for to, to come be at a place. And I, I was like, they had been under a church, and that church had not wanted to have them anymore. And so I liked Joe, but I was like, okay, I told I gave Joe the Christian blow-off. Oh, uh, yeah. I said, I'll pray about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and uh, the, the problem is I prayed about it. Mm-hmm. And I knew instantly, God, no, no, I want you to, I want you to meet with this guy. I was honestly a little surprised at this desire in my heart to look into this. And so we met with their board. Our elders met with them. We had some meetings, and we decided we didn't want to just have them as be a guest on our campus. So we brought this, that school in. We transformed it into a more conventional school, and that's how uh, River City Believers Academy came to be. And we, we totally changed the culture. We said we want to be a place where, where we don't, we don't hide out from the world because mm-hmm. I think some Christian schools kind of create this, you know, bubble, bubble. and I want to mm-hmm. protect my kids from the world. And I'm like, no, no, I, I want us to raise Christians who the world needs protection from. Yes. Right. I want to raise disciples, mm-hmm. you know, leaders who understand their calling, their gifting and our mandate to make disciples yes. in the world. So, so that's been a kind of core theme of our school from the very beginning. And so that's how it came to be. And it, you know, I, I absolutely love it. One of the challenges if you're in youth ministry, for example, is that we have to fight with just a few hours out of a kid's week. We get right. maybe Sunday mornings, maybe Wednesday night, and a few events per month. Well, kids who come to our school, they're here six, seven, eight hours a day, right. five days a week. And everything we do has that focus on discipleship. Mm-hmm. Now, we do academics. And we do it well. We want to prep our kids. Our kids go to whichever colleges they want to go to. We've mm-hmm. had kids, Trinity, Incarnate Word, A&M, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Abilene Christian, uh, any, any schools you want, big schools around the nation, our, our kids have gone there. Trinity, uh, did I ever say Trinity? You said Trinity. Well, I, you I went, went to there. Trinity. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> I gave it a double plug. Uh, but uh, academically, we take that very seriously. But academics, in my 
perspective and our worldview is to prepare a person to serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. Athletics. We've got a great athletics department and great kids sports that we're continuing to expand because we're, you know, we're a school that's growing and each step of development, you get to add some things. So we're, we got a great athletics department, but in athletics, we, we want to perform well. We want kids to learn skills and we want them to win. But more than anything else, we want them to learn to represent Jesus mm-hmm. and learn Christian character through those athletics, the arts. We love and value the arts. But that is a mode of communication from our creator, the ultimate creative one, where we can share his love and his grace and his life with the world around us. So that's the focus of our school. You know, it really is a school for real life. And in the title of real life, actually with River City Community Church, you're also just building a new community. Yes. In this whole church, yes. in this whole school. Yeah. Well, and, and one of the things that, that we work very hard at, a lot of Christian schools, and they don't do, I don't think they do this on purpose. They're, they tend to be very supportive of church, but yet... It's almost like that becomes a surrogate church for their families while their mm. kids are there. Mm. And I've seen that be a very negative thing because, and if you're listening to this and you're in a Christian school, just know that school is not your church. Right. Because you don't, uh, your church can't, doesn't ask you to leave because you don't pay tuition. Okay. That's yes. church doesn't do that. You're like, you don't know my church. <laughs> my pastor's kind of brutal. Uh, and you also don't graduate from your church. Right. The school is different. School has a specific focus, and I think Christian schools are a key, important, valuable part. But don't confuse it with the church. The church is a community that you and your children should be a part of your entire lives because we're the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's a discipleship function. It's not just a, well, my kids are getting their Jesus learning, mm-hmm. you know, and they only need that till they graduate, and then they're kind of on their own. That's not the church. The church is a community where we live and we work and we walk together and we do life together and we follow Jesus together. And so our school is very much a function of the church. They're their own 501c3 under the auspices of the ministry of River City Community Church. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if if students from all over the, the city necessi- aren't members of River City, but go to River City Believers Academy? Oh, yeah. No, no. We have board members who don't go to River City. Yeah. We, we, we see ourselves in, in, as a sense, not just right. for our church. Okay, so we have teachers who go to different churches. We have board members who are a part of different churches, and we value that, you know. But of course, River City is you know very much influential, and it is the kind of home church here. But uh, no, we see this as a ministry to people well beyond. So as we're just a few weeks away uh, from school starting, is it too late to get in? If I'm thinking I need to get my kid in here, I think. It's not. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no. At, at any point, you can apply. Yeah, just, okay. you know, rcbaonline.com. Okay, very, River very cool. City Believers Academy, rcbaonline.com, and you can get all the information you need. Uh, we'd love to talk to you. It, I will tell you, okay, now, now this is just a commercial, okay? okay. This, is just, this, is, or this is just Papa bragging, okay? Right. I'm very proud of what our school does. We have an incredible faculty. They just, they really are. They're exceptional. And not only are they good at what they do academically or with the arts or athletics, but they love kids mm. and they create such a neat community. We have a great community here. We, we've just seen, I can't tell you how many parents have come to us and said, what have you done to my kid in a, in a positive way? It's just like, I brought them here. They were depressed. They were withdrawn. And now they're like a new, they're like a new person. Mm. And I'm just telling you, that is all about Christian community. Mm-hmm. That's about love and acceptance because I've, we've seen it at the church. And, you know, almost like it's it, it, the church's superpower is if we do love and acceptance and the love of Jesus and community well, where we, everybody feels accepted to be themselves. Yes. You know, warts and all. Yes. You know, you don't have to, it's not about being perfect. It's about being authentic. And when you do that, 
people at first they might have a little shock. It might be different. And they might, they might test it to try to see if it's really authentic. Mm-hmm. But once they find out it is, I have seen people's lives radically change as they, it's like they open up because we all are created for that and we all want it. We yes. all want to experience that, yes. you know? So, uh, our school is that kind of community and that's a function of the faculty. Monty Manser is our principal, uh, Jennifer Conant is our assistant principal. They're fantastic. They've been with you for a while now, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, great, great team. Great faculty. That's kind of our secret sauce. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there's other cool things, you know, being part of everything here, part of the whole real life center piece is kind of neat, creates some cool opportunities. Yeah. But yeah, I encourage you. RCBAonline.com, uh, set, up a, uh, set up a visit because it really is a neat, neat place. Oh, absolutely. And I, uh, I just am very grateful for what I see God doing. Well, plus you get to play on that big hill on the amphitheater sometime, right? Or keep off the grass, kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's my lawn. <laughs> Hey, you kids. <laughs> there is some liability things. When we do things, oh, they are okay. supervised. We don't just say, yeah! yeah, yeah. We're, we're not a free-for-all, right. which, which surprises you, knowing me. You yeah, think exactly. a church, there's a bunch of kids out there, yeah! Yeah, no, no. We have order here, All apparent. Right. Fair enough. Pastor Sean, there's so much I wanted to get to there because uh, guess what? I've, I've got a child who's about to go off to college. So can maybe yeah. we do this again and oh, yeah. dig a little deeper? Yeah, because there's some very cool things as we prepare kids for college. But even if your kids go, are going to public school yeah. and you're now saying, hey, okay, well, now we're transitioning to college. How do I prepare them? What should they expect? Right. Yeah, I, I went through that with my kids and I'd love, to, I'd love to have that conversation. All right, let's do that. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Reaching for Real Life podcast with Pastor Sean Azaro. If you miss this conversation, uh, as you're hearing on the radio, you can hear it on demand at uh, reallife.org, at reachingforreallife.org. Just click on the podcast channel and there's a whole bunch of great conversations we've had this past year and more great things to come. Pastor Sean, closing thought? Yeah, my, my closing thought is, you know, Christian education, like every other part of what we do, is about discipleship. Mm-hmm. It's about preparing people to follow Jesus and to represent him well and to live the full life, the eternal life, the real life that they were created for. And don't ever forget that. We get so siloed. It, there are no separate, right? It's all about him and about who he's created us to be. So I encourage you. And if you're interested in uh, River City Believers Academy, check us out at rcbaonline.com. Hey, God bless you. Thanks for listening. I hope you have an amazing day. 302 Books, a division of Salem Media Group, presents A Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit-Filled Life, Rediscovering the Gift of the Spirit, authored by Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. I wrote in a devotional style to encourage readers to examine the Scripture with fresh eyes and make room for the Lord to speak about the role of the Spirit in our lives. The goal of the whole book is to simply make you hungry for more of the Spirit. Order your copy of A Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit-Filled Life by Sean Azaro today at Amazon or reachingforreallife.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.